So yeah, so let me tell you about my week real fast. Uh, Monday, I had a root canal. Anybody else have a root canal on Monday? No, it was, a, it was, I wasn't really necessarily planning on having a root canal on Monday, but the, I was there and the guy was like, hey, you got time? Let's go ahead and do it now. It was an awful experience, especially about midnight on uh, Monday into Tuesday when I woke up and it was the worst pain I'd ever experienced. Um, and my doctor the next day, oh, I had to go to the doctor on Tuesday. I haven't been to the doctor in two years. He was like, didn't they give you pain medication? I was like, was I supposed to get pain medication? He's like, you should have probably got some pain medication. Obviously now I know I should have had some pain medication. That was terrible. And then um, to kind of top the week off, well, I grew a beard during the week too. So, but, you know, that was easy. It was no, not pain at all. But then to top the week off, I got sick yesterday. I was, I was sick all day yesterday. It was the worst sickness I think I've ever experienced, at least that I can remember. So, yeah, it's been a banner week at the Testorf house. It's been good. We had some good times and some bad things. But I was even thinking about this as I was kind of writhing in pain. I mean, I'm thankful that we do have a place where we can go and get dental work done. I'm thankful that I have teeth. <laughs> I'm thankful that uh, God gives us a way to eliminate things out of our body that shouldn't be there. Though I'm not sure why he ever allowed humans to throw up. That is a miserable experience. All of you know that's true. But I am thankful that I feel a lot better today. My energy level is a little bit low, but I think, I think we'll make it today. Turn to Psalm 100 real fast. Psalm 100. Okay, we're going to be in Psalm 100 just real quick, then we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. So if you have your Bible with you, it's a good place to go. Some of you might have seen my, uh, my video that I posted online about uh, this fear I have that we would bypass Thanksgiving and we would forget to be thankful. Um, we should be thankful every day, obviously, but to not miss this season that God has us in right now where we can be thankful in all circumstances. Is that possible? Is it possible to be thankful in all circumstances, even when the circumstances are just miserable, whether it be a root canal or I think it was just something bad I had to eat. <laughs> but how can we be thankful in all circumstances? But I think Scripture obviously lets us uh, see thankfulness in all kinds of unique ways, but this is a great, great way to, to start off this, this month of thankfulness. This is Psalm 100. It says, let the whole heart shout triumphantly to God. Have you done that yet today? Has your whole heart shouted triumphantly to God? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep, of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Now, obviously, we can be thankful for those things that are true, things that are true from this passage of Scripture. So, this week, even during the, the pain I was experiencing and all the other stuff going on, I started to look at some uh, chips and salsa devotionals about thankfulness. I mean, if you guys were here the week that I was talking about, like sometimes devotionals are like the chips and salsa, but don't just like eat the chips and salsa. Make sure you eat the whole meal. People went out to eat Mexican food after that Sunday just because I suggested it. The Mexican restaurant said thank you. Uh, but so we don't want to just stay with those things, but we also can be encouraged and inspired by 
little devotional thoughts throughout the day, throughout the week or whatever. And so I was, so I did this devotion thing through the week that was literally really supposed to be for the week of Thanksgiving. So I'm just jumping ahead already to, to Thanksgiving. And I was like, what are we, what are we to be thankful for throughout, the, throughout this, this season that we're in? And the one thing that I heard that really generated this thought about me posting this video was we have to be careful not to forget. Obviously not to forget to be thankful and the things that we're to be thankful for. And we got all kinds of great examples from the kids and there's many more that you could put up here. But also to be careful not to forget the one that we're supposed to be thankful to. And I know someone's like, no, how's that even possible? But here's how it's possible. Life gets in the way. It just does. And I experienced that in my own life. And that's just my story. I don't even know your story this week. I don't know where, where you've been, what you've been going through, with the things that have happened. I know some of it, because like some of you share it with me. Um, but there's some stuff going on in families, families that we care deeply about right here in this room. And how can we find uh, ways to be thankful in those circumstances? And how can we make sure that we do not forget the Lord and forget what he's doing? Let's not get too focused on the circumstances or the seasons to forget about the one who has created all of them and who has allowed those, these things to be in our life. So look at Deuteronomy chapter 8. And let me, before we start in Deuteronomy chapter 8, let me just add one big thankfulness thing that I'm thankful for on these boxes. I am thankful for you. Because if it wasn't for you, there would be no reason to be here today. Like, there'd be, I wouldn't have a way to, to exercise the calling God has put on my life. And when someone asks me about my church, hey, how's the church, how's it going? How's the church going? Immediately I think about you. I think about your faces and, and your stories and, and how, how God has brought us together. Some of you, this is your first time ever walking in the door. And it might be your last time. I don't know that. And that's between you and the Lord. But I'm grateful that you're here. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this time that we have together. We only get this day, November the 4th, 2018. We only get this moment to share this time together. Um, and so, would you be all in today? Would you be all here? Would you be present with me today to receive what it is God's saying to you? Are you ready for that? Yeah, as Dan gets up to leave. It's <laughs> just messing with you. <laughs> Dan's like, no, I'm leaving. I'm get some coffee. Let's pray. Father, teach us to to be thankful in all things, in all circumstances, whether good or bad. We're thankful that even in death, life comes. We see those examples in our, in our own stories. And we're thankful for your, your word today. We're thankful that it's, it's, uh, it's alive, it's active. This is an old word. This is, this is like the original word. 
for your people, and it still speaks to us today. At least I believe that it will speak to us today. So help us to receive it with our ears. Help us to apply it in our life. And walk out of remembering you and remembering what it is you've done for us and what you have planned for us someday. It's good news that this, there's more to life than just this life. It's good news today. And you have a plan. You're preparing something better for us. But we're here today, so teach us what you need us to, to know. Thank you, for, thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus and what he's done for us. We pray it in his name. Amen. So, Deuteronomy chapter 8. This was... Like I said, I kind of got inspired uh, by this, this devotional that I was going through. It's a, some videos and some teaching, and it, it led me to this passage of Scripture. So I'll give you a little context. So I have to take my glasses off so I can read these words. Give you a little context. These, uh, this is God's people. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years um, because they... They at times forgot the Lord, <laughs> forgot to walk with him. They forgot to be obedient to him. And, and uh, he's a good father, and he, he disciplined them, and they've been waiting. And so now finally they're ready to cross over. They're going to go into this, this new land, and, uh, and God is, is reminding them to remember him. And I think it's a good thing that we need to be reminded every day to remember the Lord. And so here's what it says. Carefully follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to your fathers. Remember that the Lord your God led you on the entire journey these 40 years in the wilderness so that he might humble you and test you to know what is in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you by letting you go hungry, and then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your fathers had not known, so that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Listen to this, 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 this uh, little study note about that particular passage of Scripture. This is Charles Spurgeon, and he wrote these, these study notes about this passage of Scripture. He says, Happy is that servant of God who will arm himself with this same truth and say, I am not to be provided for merely by money. God will somehow provide for me, and I can leave all care about the means to him. That which we can, says, that which we can see may fail us, for it is like us a shadow. So the things that we can see can fail us. The things that we can hold tangibly in our hands like bread, they will eventually fail us. But the one we cannot see will never fail us. If we lean on his arm, we will never be ashamed, world without end. So the things that we hold on to, like bread, things that we see, seek such value in, the things that we're so thankful for, the things that are tangible to us, those things will fail us eventually. Those things will not be around forever. But God, the one we cannot see, will never fail us. And he's encouraging the people not to forget this. And he goes on to tell them, your clothing did not wear out. 
Your feet did not swell these 40 years. Keep in mind that the Lord your God has been disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. So keep the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams, springs, and deep water sources flowing in both valleys and hills, a land of wheat, barley, vines, figs, and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without shortage, where you will lack nothing, a land whose rocks are iron and from whose hills you will mine copper. You will eat, or, you will eat and are full. You will bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. I don't know about you, but when I read that, to me, that is a picture of what heaven is going to be like someday. Because you might be thinking, like, uh, okay, he's promised this land to these people, but I'm not living in that land right now. Like, my circumstances are a lot different than what you just described. But you know what? It might be that in the season we're in, that might be true, but there is something better prepared for you and me. There's something good prepared for us. There's a reward for us walking with him and walking in obedience. And he has a provision for us to get to that promised land. And that provision is the first thing that I wrote on this box. And his name is Jesus. Jesus is our provision to get to the place that he's calling us to. And we must put our hope and our trust in him. He says, be careful. Now, here's what he tells us. I promise you this. And he says, this is where he gets to this place. He says, be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, ordinances, statutes that I am giving you today. When you eat and are full and build beautiful houses to live in and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything else you have increase, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the lands of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Do not forget what it is that he's done for us. He led you through this great and terrible wilderness with his poisonous snakes, scorpions, and thirsty land where there was no water. He brought you water out of the flint rock for you. He fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers had not known, in order to humble and test you so that in the end he might cause you to prosper. You may say to yourself, my power and my own ability have gained this wealth for me. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant that he swore to our fathers as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve them and bow and worship to them, I testify against you today that you will perish. Like the nations the Lord is about to destroy before you, you will perish if you do not obey the Lord. This is the word of God. And you might think, well, but this is, does this really apply to us today? I mean, is it the same today? I mean, this, this was so much, this is so far back then, and this was a whole different time, a different place. But do you know that this word was written to tell the people how they are supposed to live? This, this word was written to give them the way to live. And it's still a good reminder for us today. If we get to the place where we think that all these things we're thankful for, that somehow we made them happen with our own hands, like we are the one, look what I have accomplished, look what I have built, be careful with that. 
Now, I'm not saying that you didn't have anything to do with it. I believe that you did. I believe God has given you gifts. Some of you have the ability to buy and to sell and to do incredible things. And praise God for that. Some of you have minds of business and, and um, incredible gifts and skills that, that the kingdom of God needs desperately in order to advance. But if it's just to build our own castles, or if it's just to build our own uh, houses, or our own lives, and our own legacy, if that's all we're doing it for, then we're missing out. And it's, we got to be careful not to forget where the blessings have come from. And I just, really, I, I just really have thought about this a lot this past week or so. Like, let's not miss what God is doing right now for looking forward to the future. Not that we shouldn't plan, but don't miss what he's doing in you right now. So let me ask you, all right? Let me ask you what you are thankful for. This is participation. I don't know if you needed to need to tell you that or not, but forgiveness. Anybody else thankful for forgiveness? Anybody else in the room? Yes, amen. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Thankful for forgiveness. The Bible, thankful for the word of God. Yeah, just I, Libby, when someone asks me about my church, I think about Libby. I think about how Libby has just, de- just developed a love for God's word in such a powerful way. Like I think, thankful that that has happened because we're here. Grace, your, ki- your children, even when they're just a pain. Yes. Anybody else have children that are just a pain? Maybe your children are next to you. Yeah. Peyton, your mom didn't raise her hand. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, but, but thankful for the seasons, right? Like if you're going through a season right now with your kids, just hold on. Take a big, deep breath. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It'll be different. It won't last forever, I promise you. And some of you are like, thank God, it won't last forever. What else? Huh? Yeah, thankful for love. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, when God puts you at the right place at the right time, and I think you, we need to be looking for him to do it. We need to be like keeping our eyes open and say, God, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this where you want me to, is what you want me to do today? Yeah, and, just like, and having that like, oh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yes, sir. Ooh, the freedoms that our forefathers have established for us. Men of faith, people, women of faith, people have founded and established the the, Lord, the land we live in, on the word of God. Yeah, we're thankful that we can still gather freely right here. You know, and, and uh, let's be careful not to forget that it was God who did that. <laughs> and that he's given us that freedom so that we can, we can worship him and assemble together. I think sometimes people take that for granted. And they come, become very apathetic. I'll just be honest with you. People come apathetic towards church towards things of the Lord, towards what he's doing in their life. I just see it happen all the time. And it's very discouraging for me. And unfortunately, I take it personal sometimes, and I shouldn't. But I just see that, that, that we get to the place where we start to forget where it is the blessings have come from. And we get focused, we get our eyes off of him, and we start putting our eyes on other things. What else? God's love? Yeah. It's uh, what endures forever. <laughs> it never ends. It's it's uh, what is it? God's love is like um, unconditional. 
You know, do you believe God's love is unconditional, but do you also believe that God's blessings in your life come with the fact that if you're walking with him, you'll experience blessings from him? And you might wonder, well, I can't understand why God's not blessing me. It might be that we forgot him. Yeah, you, you, we, yeah, we can all testify to it at some extent or another. I'll tell you what he's saying if you can't hear him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I know that's a, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we can forget who it is that gave us the money in the first place. You know, like where does the blessing come from? You know, and, and, I, and I realize some people have to make great sacrifices. And, and you've heard me say it before. You say, well, I can't afford to give. I say, you can't afford not to give. Really, if you want to see God do practical miracles in your life on a daily, then trust him with your money. Trust him with um, your time and your talents. Like, I just, I just want to, that's the whole point of this message. I just want to make sure we do not forget where it is the blessing comes from and the reasons we are to be thankful and that we don't get too focused on the external things in life and we miss what it is he's trying to do right now. I was even talking to my buddy Floyd and uh, his sister is the one who passed away all of a sudden recently and He's, uh, he said it's hard, but there's been some good things. He's going through all of her stuff, and he's finding all kinds of incredible things that he didn't even know they had. Stuff, documents and paperwork, love letters from his dad, just really, you know, really incredible things that death brought about, but it's causing life to come. And learning even how to be thankful in those circumstances, I think it's, listen, it doesn't mean we don't fake it, don't. Like, if you're struggling, let somebody know you're struggling. Don't walk around and put a smile on your face, pretend like you're not hurting. Like, I was hurting this week, and I was the first one to admit it. I'm a baby. My wife wasn't even in town when I had my uh, root canal. I was like, where's my wife? I'm going to die. I was like laying hands on myself, asking God to heal me. I was like, I can't do this. You know, I was a baby. But being thankful in all circumstances. Hey, let's just do this. we got a little bit of time left. Let's just do this. Little, I wasn't planning on doing this, but let's just do this. Um, man, we are a church that believes in the power of prayer. And let's just do this. If, if, you're some, if you're right where you're at, if you say, I just need prayer for whatever it is, I want you to just stand up right where you're at. And then the people around you, people that are close, people feel called to come. This is how I got called into ministry, y'all. I got called into ministry because I stood up and asked for prayer. And someone prayed over me. Um, and that's, that's how powerful it is. So we're gonna, the worship team's going to come. We're going to play. And so if you're like, you know what? Man, I'm right where I'm supposed to be today. I just need someone to pray for me. i got some stuff going on in my life. Stand up. And the people around you, just look around and say, you know what? I really feel like I need to go pray for that person. So everyone who needs prayer, stand up. Everyone who needs to pray will go to that person. So the first, first thing is, if you need prayer, I want you to stand up right where you're at. All right? Don't be afraid. This is church. This is normal. This is what we're supposed to do. Don't get all weirded out on me, okay? We're not at a Chiefs game. Man, people chant up the Chiefs game. Go crazy. Oh, there we go. We got a guy right here that needs prayer. He's got a Chiefs hoodie on, too. That's good. All right, we got one, one honest guy in the room. 
Everybody else. There we go. So, yeah. We got one here. Okay. Right where you're at, just stamps out. You know what? I'm not too ashamed to say. Maybe it's like, you know what? I forgot the Lord in my life, and, I, and I'm being reminded of him today. And so maybe you are you're saying, I need to stand up because of that. So make sure you tell the people that come up to pray for you what it is you need prayer for. Don't make them guess. Okay, some people have a gift of a prophetic word. They know, but a lot of times they don't. So you just need to tell them, like, this is what I need prayer for. Okay? All right, anyone else? Stand up right where you're at. Say, I need prayer. You know, here's, what, here's what's going on right now in your head. My problems aren't that big of a deal. There's other people who got bigger things going on in their life, and I don't, I don't really want to bother someone. Get over yourself. We got one in the back, too. Your, your concerns are huge. They're huge because they're yours, and, and we want to know about it. We want to be able to pray for you. So don't feel like your, prayers, your concerns aren't big enough or whatever. So anyone else? All right, we got someone in the back. Okay. All right, now. Everyone, look around. See the people that are standing. Go to those people right now. Okay? Okay. Stand up if, you're need, if you want to go to those people and pray. Gene and Alice walk down the, the aisle there. There we go. All right. Just kind of ask. Let them tell you what it is they need prayer for. Right. This is how we build connections and relationships in the church, too, by praying for one another, by the way. This is good. It's powerful. Okay, if the, the rest of you that are still sitting, just um, you can stand up and let's sing together. We'll worship together as they're praying.